Trash Can presents the Trashy British Cooking Show, even though it's not British. We are down to the final three contestants, and our first contestant is up. Tell us what you have made for our panel of judges today. Our secret ingredient was Spam. I made Spam, hash, and eggs, just like Mama used to make back in the day. What I did was made some cornbread on the side, but what we did was we put special ingredient that I'm not going to tell you until after you done ate it. Let's go down to our panel of judges with the first one being Jeff Foxworthy. Well, I'll tell you what, you might be a redneck. You like this meal. Now let's go on to our second guest judge, Flavor Flav. Flavor Flav. Yeah, boy, I'll say this. It ain't mama's chicken, but it is mama's kind of meal. And we'll go down to our final guest judge. Larry the Cable Guy. I would say this meal was absolutely exquisite. I've been to many restaurants around the world and I would say that this was one of the more delicate and finer touches. I would say I would have liked a little bit more crust around the end, but other than that I really think that the hash really brought the eggs out and the spam and it all came together at the end, so very well done very well done ladies and gentlemen i am so sorry i'm a bit confused i thought we were having larry the cable guy here not some bad dude i'm larry the cable guy i played all those roles all those years this is the true me i'm trying to show the world who i really am which contestant will win the trashy british cooking show even though it's not british tune in to find out hi i'm chris and i'm mike and this is the donut box podcast show sounds great i guess um it was such a hit show that they just started doing regions around the world and they pick southern the southern part of the united states for some reason but yeah welcome to the donut box podcast and we are on episode which episode are we on 27 27 i was going to say no i lied i lied we're on episode 25 of season two sorry yeah uh, it's one of those things it's been a long week i ain't gonna lie to you it's been a long week But we're so glad you're with us. I know how many episodes total that we've done, but when it gets to season two, I'm like, oh yeah, it's episode 25. We're on episode 77 total, but we're on episode 25 of season two. 77. They're all kind of running together. The number of the Lord. Anyways, so we're just glad you're with us. And uh, yeah, man, it's been a pretty crazy week, but uh, I'm super stoked to do the podcast I, I always love doing the podcast, man, but we're really appreciative of everybody all around the world. You know, we always give the shout-outs. I'm just going to start off with Brussels, Belgium. Again, y'all have been A1 since day one again, and uh, Singapore has been real hot here lately. We've been we've been seeing y'all, and uh, we just love our international audience. We're here in the States, man. Give us some shout-outs. Pennsylvania has been a big one. Washington, of course, Virginia. Your cousin from Boston. Uh, Boston, Massachusetts. Uh, I love the Sam Adams commercials because they say, your cousin from Boston. Uh, Albuquerque, New Mexico. Man, Canada has been also a good one that's international. We appreciate all of our Canadian listeners. Um, We have one actually in North Carolina now, South Carolina. We got pretty much all the southern states. Uh, So, yeah, man, we're rocking and rolling, shaking and baking. Taking over the south. Live and kicking. Yeah, we taking over the south. Don't you say alive and kicking, my friend. Do not say that. You know how I feel about that ever since. Yeah, yeah. If you've listened to previous episodes, you know you know what happens. So, yeah. 
you you already know. But anyways, yeah, man. So you ready to get started with our uh, first segment? Always, man. It's our oldie but our goodie, our old fashioned. Huh? Our old fashioned donut, and this one is actually one from here. I wouldn't say it was recent, but it was more recent than most of our stories. How long has it been now? It's been a little more than what, like a year and a half? Two years. It's been two. Two years. Yeah, no, it has been two. You are right. Um, so essentially, this is the story, the epic story, of when we had to venture into the deep south to retrieve a cat that, that that now belongs to Chris. Exactly. So when I was visiting my mom and my brother in Georgia for Christmas, um, my mom at the time had three cats. She was talking about how she was just kind of tired of having the cats, and she also had two dogs at the same time, so she had a lot on her plate. So I really fell in love with one of the cats called Nala, and I really liked her a lot. Uh, just because she was so sweet. And so I was like, I'll take her home. And we looked into, because uh, at the time I had flown there, and we looked into it, and it was just going to be really expensive. To It was going to be like 250 bucks, like just to get her all the way home. So I told my mom, I was like, you know what? I was like, how about in February, I just drive all the way out here, and I come get Nala. And she was like, well, that's really far for you to drive because it's an 18-hour drive. And she was like, I'll just meet you somewhere in the middle. So we looked at it, and uh, good old, I think it was Meridian. Is that where we had to meet? Meridian, Mississippi? Yeah, Meridian, yeah. Yeah, we looked at it. It was a little bit further drive for me uh, than my mom, but I was like, I'll drive a little over halfway. So we decided that we were going to meet up and drive to Meridian, Mississippi. And I'll let you take over the story from there. Now, for those of you who have never been to that part of the South, it's very, very interesting. And for those of you who live in the South, you probably uh, don't don't realize it's uh, a little interesting to the rest of us. It's not like it's bad. It's just you kind of have to... The way you have to interact with people and the way you have to do things is just a little different. So the first thing that happened was, um, and he's been on our podcast before, shout out to Matthew, Chris's brother. He was there on the trip with us, and uh, he decided to wear one of his favorite rapper shirts to dinner. And I'll just start that story there. Something you never do when you're in the Deep South is, um, well, I would just say don't ever be obscure or do anything that necessarily makes you stand out. It's just not a good idea all the way around. Wouldn't you say so, Chris? I will say so. But dude, you got you you're totally you're totally missing the the beginning of the story about on the way there and all the billboards that we saw and what we did on the way there. I am missing that total opportunity, aren't I? So yes, we were driving along the way and what do you do on vac- or on long drives? Uh, well, Chris and I like to see the big billboards on the side of the road with the um I mean, some of them are a little bad, but the Christian slogans on them, like, you know, sin is death or something. It would have, like, a scripture on there and a number. And it's like, okay, let's call the number and see what happens. So we would call the number, and these things, it's like a prompt. It's like, dial one for you're going to hell, you know, things like that. And so we would dial each one and just see which one would end up happening. And they're pretty hilarious. Which one was your favorite one? Oh, I'm trying to remember. It was it was one that was like extremely condemning. I don't know. 
Those are always the funny ones. I think it, my, one of my favorite ones was, it was like, are you struggling with lust or porn? And it was like, press seven if you're struggling with that. So we went through all the options and you're just like, okay. And like the numbers that are attached to it, like it's literally verbatim what's on the billboard. Yeah, exactly. And my, th- <laughs> I think the one that I really liked, I think it was something along the lines of um, he's coming back soon you know, get prepared or something like that. And so we did that. And of course, it's just straight out of Revelations. And for those of you who don't know, Revelations is very hot fire and brimstone. I don't know why those are my favorite, but I always think those are really funny. Um, But anyways, so the trip down there was was pretty okay. Nothing extremely eventful happened. I mean, we, we made our own fun. I always like being on road trips with Chris. You know, that's how you know you're good friends with somebody if you can be cooped up in a really small space and be all right with it. But uh, yeah, back to back to being in the restaurant. Uh, everybody, and I mean everybody, was looking at our table. Were they not, Chris? Oh yeah, they were. They were looking at us, and uh, my brother was like saying stuff and kind of being loud. I was like, dude. I was like, I told him, I was like, hey man, like I was like, we're not, uh, we're not where you think we we are, man. I was like, these people are really uptight over here. I was like, so I was like, just be quiet, like kind of tone it down a little bit yeah and i just never forget um the waitress walks up there and you know she she catches the vibe and everything and she was kind of that southern bell and um they open up the menu and i just remember he was like yeah what's good here and this was a catfish house right and so in the south uh, especially like in a catfish restaurant they're not going to have too much elsewhere like it, they might have maybe one or two things off, but those things on the menu, if you order those things on the menu, everybody's going to be really looking at you because it's kind of funny. And I'll never forget, he asked the waitress, he's like, what's good here? And she gave that most typical response. She smiled real big and she goes, well, honey, this is a catfish house. So typically people have catfish. <laughs> I don't mean to laugh, but it's just Southern people. It's like, it, that's just quintessential. Like she's talking mess. You know, she's like, she's throwing that back in your face. But there's just, she's got the biggest smile on her face and she's being just real nice about it. It's amazing how that goes. We also, so my mom stayed in one room with the cat. And then me, Micah, and Matthew had to share a room. So I had to share a bed with uh, Matthew. And dude, I was like falling asleep because it had been a long day. I mean, this was like a 10-hour drive that we made in one day, and we were going to turn around and go back back to Texas the next day, right? And so it had been a long day, and my brother kept trying to, like, mess with me while I was falling asleep, like, kept trying to flick my ear, and I was like, dude, like, stop. Just stop. I'm trying to go to sleep. Uh, but, yeah, it, it was great. We got the cat. Uh, she did great on the way down, on the way back. She did really great. Um but tell them about what happened when we stopped in good old Weatherford, Texas, my man. So we went to a, uh, a Mexican fast food chain, not not Taco Bell, but another one that's in the area. And we were there, and, um, well, a particular, I think, family member popped up of mine that I did not want to see. And, I mean, this was really, really out of place. And so it's one of those really awkward situations of, like, Chris, Chris, is that who I think it is? And it was interesting because... I guess we were 
I don't know what was happening, but at first I think we had both like switched off getting food and then going to the bathroom and stuff like that. You know how you do on traveling and things like that. And so it was just kind of in passing, and it was like, Chris, go in there and take a look at the, this particular person. Is that who I think it is? And then he came back out there and goes, yeah, I definitely think it is. And, uh, yeah, that was uh, an interesting experience. It's always one of those things when you're not expecting to see somebody there, and then you're like, I don't want to be spotted really fast. Yeah, this was a family member that we did not want to run into. Uh, let, let's just put it this way. She was Jerry Springer material. She stole her. Very much. She stole her daughter's husband, or slept with him, or something to that effect. Yeah, straight up Jerry Springer material, and that's. I wish I could say that was the only Jerry Springer kind of story that she had, but not really. But anyways, it was one of those things. Like, yeah, we kind of don't want to associate or even be near that person because, yeah, yeah. So that was it. Was really really interesting all the way around. And um, didn't your mom also have an? It- interesting experience at the gas station there leaving mississippi oh yeah uh somebody siphoned her gas um so so she like filled up her gas tank and uh because i told my mom i was like when you're in mississippi and alabama you gotta watch yourself because it's pretty rough down there so shout out to anybody who's traveling through mississippi or alabama just make sure your head's on a swivel because there's a lot of crime and shady stuff that happens so while her and my brother went to go to the bathroom, uh, somebody literally siphoned her gas. And she called me and told me about it. I was like, yeah, mom. I was like, you got to be very careful where you're at. Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama, you got to be careful where you're at. Stealing catalytic converters. Like, I mean, they, they have it orchestrated down there. I don't know if you've heard about that, but like literally one person will ride up to somebody in the gas station and like they'll go inside and they'll jack up the car. And one person will get under there with the grinder and literally grind it out and throw it in the car. Uh, and stuff like that happens in the South. It's kind of interesting. That's It's like you have straight-up crime. You got people stealing stuff left and right. You really got to watch yourself. Like, really got to watch yourself in some parts. It's crazy. But, I mean, everyone's like, why did you travel that far for a cat? But she's a great cat. I still love her. You know, she's my buddy. You know, we hang out, watch TV together. So she's a good cat. And thanks to Micah for, you know, keeping me company on the trip and, Cause it's it's tough whenever you're driving that far by yourself to you know keep yourself entertained. Heck yeah, but I'll take any excuses to get out of town most of the time and, and do something like that. But yeah, no, it was pretty fun. And uh, to be honest, I never really pegged you as being a cat guy. But hey, once you got a cat, it was like yeah, it makes sense. It's a cool deal. Well, we're gonna jump into our next segment. That's the jelly donut. And that's our jail report. Buddy, what do you got for us? We got special stuff today. So, we got arrest stories, but in particular, these are arrest stories because of, you know, crazy driving, road rage, whatever you want to call it. Angry driving. So, that Ooh, ought to... that's fun. Yeah, that stuff's always pretty fun. So, here's the first story, and this happened in Canada. So, there was a resident, and his his last name is uh, Lucier. I think I'm pronouncing that correct, but, you know, Ontario has the French thing going on. And um, so he and his friend were out driving, and pretty much this car cut them off. And so the guy who was driving honked his horn in response, and both vehicles stopped at an intersection. And so when they pulled up to the intersection, the other car that had cut them off was now blocking an intersection where an elderly man in a wheelchair was trying to pass. 
the men in that car started yelling at the old man in the wheelchair, telling him to get out of the way. So then the guys who were in the car that were reporting it now were yelling at them, telling them to leave the old man alone. And at that point, the Pontiac's passenger got out and approached uh, and approached the passenger, yelling at him and swearing at him, coming up to the window, and he reached in and grabbed Lucier's coffee, poured it all over him. So then Lucier got got out of the friend's minivan and then, of course, tackled him. They went into a whole scuffle, and uh, apparently he was able to pin the man down, and then his friend was able to de-escalate the situation. Uh, but he was hit in the head uh, by the driver of the Pontiac in the, in the whole ordeal. And so the driver and the passenger big, like, began to attack one, uh, the Lucier guy as well. So literally it was just like this whole big brawl and then essentially two-on-one at one point. And so then that's when they got back in the car and fled. So essentially they um, had a lot of injuries. Apparently there was a cut to the right eye, the bridge of his nose, as well as scrapes on his back and elbows. And then his friend suffered from a swollen face, deep scrapes uh, to his elbow and knees. And then the police were able to locate the suspects. And it was a 30-year-old and 21-year-old, and they were brothers, (laughs) apparently. And both were arrested and charged with two counts of assault, and they were sentenced to 60 days in jail, followed by two years of probation. Wow, that's crazy, man. Road rage is never worth it. Uh, I've, been, I've been watching a show about r- road raging and stuff. Makes me think, rethink my life, man. They uh, they actually said that, like, psychologists and stuff said that, like, the reason why people road rage is because most of the time they're so stressed out, and then they just, you know, any little thing sets them off. Uh, and so then they take it out, bro. But yeah, dude, that's crazy, man. Like the best thing to do is not engage. Yeah, exactly. Cause man, stuff's pretty crazy. All right. So the next one, a 71 year old was driving on route 122 in Massachusetts. Shout out to our Massachusetts folks. Uh, when a truck began to tailgate him, um, the suspect who was traveling with his, or I'm sorry, the victim who was traveling with his wife and granddaughter decided to pull over to allow another vehicle to get ahead of him. Instead of passing, the other driver pulled over, got out of his truck, and yanked the 71-year-old from his vehicle, and then savagely beat him while the family haunt looked. Um, so he left the guy bloodied, laying on the side of the road, and, uh, I mean, like, brain bleed and busted lip and stitches and things like that. So, essentially, um, they did an entire investigation, and it took the police more than 90 days to figure out what was going on. However, but they ended up finding this guy, and he was, uh, the suspect was uh, identified to be his brother, actually. Oh, wow. So it was a family dispute. Apparently. And based on the information, they were they um, figured out that it was his brother, but at the same time, he was in disguise, so that's why they didn't know who he was. But apparently, it was supposed to be an attempted murder that went wrong. Oh, wow. That's crazy. Well, it is hard. So that goes a little bit more than road rage, but it's hard on those road rage stories because unless it's recorded or filmed, then the police don't really have much to go off of. Yeah, it's just pretty crazy. Um, So the next one. So here's a 19 year old uh, and he was being terrorized by drug dealers and they had threatened. Oh, this is kind of bad. And speaking of uh, getting Nala. And so you, you feel this one. 
drug dealers were threatening to skin his cat and kill his family, so he decided to start carrying a gun for protection. Um, however, this guy decided he was going to go to a park, smart, smoking some marijuana. A nearby parking or a nearby parking lot. Um, the victim was teaching her 15-year-old granddaughter how to drive. During the lesson, they were threatened by another driver, and that other driver happened to be the guy who was smoking marijuana. And so, the guy who was still high in the park uh, was seen driving away and then was convinced that the drug dealers were the cops. So when the cops pulled up, he thought that they were the drug dealers and uh, proceeded to fire on them. And so, essentially, what ended up happening was the road rage that happened... Apparently, he was standing there, and the car came up, and I guess he thought came too close to him, thinking that they were going to hit him. And so, he wigged out, and then when the cops got there, he got into a shootout with them. Did they kill him? And, um, essentially, they, um, they charged him, so apparently he got quite a bit of people, though, in the shootout, because he was charged with murder, murder, attempted murder, assault with a deadly weapon... Murder, murder, attempted murder, and conspiracy to commit murder. Wait, so they didn't kill him? I thought you said they did kill him. Oh, I'm sorry. No, they did not kill him. Oh, okay. I was confused for a minute because you were like, yeah, they killed him. And I was like, well, how did he still get charged? Sorry, I'm reading it. It's been a long day. Have you ever had one of those responses where you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, my bad. Um, All right. So, the last one that I have here. So, this one was about a guy, and he was driving in an intersection. And he encountered a fellow motorist, who was 57-year-old, Mr. Wilson. It's not clear how the altercation started, but uh, both men turned into the highway. They began speeding, and apparently it was an acceleration lane that had two lanes that then merged into one. So they both were speeding to try to get ahead of each other when the lane merged together. Um, So they ended up somehow missing everybody, but they were seen cutting each other off and weaving in and out of traffic. Uh, one being in a big um, a big truck. Sounds like a dually, like one of those uh, with the big back wheels there. Um, ended up striking the vehicle in there, weaving in and out of traffic, and um, forcing them into a barrier. So once they forced them into a barrier, the other car was still driving. The truck was then seen driving off. So the car followed them, and that's when the other car pulled out a gun. And so then they started firing upon each other, and pretty much one, the the truck driver got shot in the head, and then the other one got, the car driver got shot in the arm, so both were pretty pretty bad. But um, the driver of the car got charged with murder, but he was claiming self-defense, because he said when he was got the car hit that he... The guy was waving a gun, but there's no evidence to prove that. Yeah, man, it's not worth it. I'm telling you, just let the other person go. It's not worth losing your life or getting shot. Because nowadays, a lot of people carry guns. Well, I don't know about you Washington people, but... Especially in Texas, bro. Especially in Texas. It's like, if somebody's road raging with you in Texas, yeah, you best believe. Because especially, we got laws around here that protects things like that as as your extension to your home for self-defense and things like that. So, heck yeah, people be carrying guns like that. That's crazy. Well, interesting enough, don't road rage. That's the moral of the story. Violence never wins. 
All right, so you ready to move to the next segment, which is the donut hole segment? Yeah, man. What you got for us? So we're going to do a quiz, another quiz. And this one is, um, I think you'll like this one. It's a movie quiz, Chris. Oh, yeah, I'm pretty good at movies. I consider myself a movie buff. These are sports and movies, so pretty much, um, or uh, movies about sports. Oh, okay, so like uh, The Sandlot? Kind of like that? Yeah, something like that. But how we're going to do it is I'm going to name two movies and you're going to tell me what sport it's about. Oh, okay. Easy enough. Yeah, and you'll probably get the majority of these, but there's there some that are like, oh, okay. I'm, so, all right. So here's the first one, and I know you're going to knock this one out of the park. Rocky and Cinderella, man. Boxing. Uh, Hoosiers and Space Jam. Basketball. Uh, Mighty Ducks and Slapshot. You could have you said Miracle. You could have picked Miracle. That's a hockey movie. <laughs> it is a hockey movie. Um, Kingpin and the Big Lebowski. Uh, bowling. Have you ever seen the Big Lebowski? I've never seen that movie. Actually. I've never seen it, and honestly, I don't really care to see it. I know I consider myself a movie buff, but I don't really care to see there's it. There's a big cult following behind it. Like, I mean, there's a whole festival and everything for it. I, I don't know. I've seen Kingpin. It's all right. I mean, anyways. Um... All right, the next two, Bend It Like Beckham or Victory? Soccer. Uh, Friday Night Lights, Rudy. Football. Balls of Fury and Forrest Gump. What was Forrest Gump good Balls at? of Fury, uh, running, track. No, it's not, you want to give it another chance? Balls of Fury, what What did Forrest Gump also, what was he also good at? Ping pong? Yeah, table, Is table it tennis, ping yeah. Ping pong, table tennis. Oh, that's what Balls of, that's what balls of Fury yeah, is about? apparently. Oh, well, you can't say Forrest Gump. He plays like three sports. Yeah, that's true. Um, but like the main one, I thought he played like, wasn't he on like the national team for ping pong? Or... Yeah, he was. But then he got like, but he got like a, I thought he got a scholarship for running and was like on a football team or something. Yeah, he was. He was at one point. I haven't seen Forrest Gump in a very long time. Okay. Well. Okay. Sea Biscuit Secretariat. Uh, horse racing. There you go. Uh, Bull Durham or the Sandlot? Baseball. All right. Tin Cup, Happy Gilmore. Golf. Sienna, Days of Thunder. Wait, what? Sienna or Senna or Days of Thunder? Senna, Days of Thunder. Um. I know that's a hard. That's one. a hard one. Is it about skating? Uh, no, it's about auto racing. Oh, okay. Days of Thunder is a uh, is a NASCAR movie. Should have said Talladega Nights. Should have said. Well, I gotta throw you off somehow, and I didn't generate this quiz, by the way. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, this one you probably know this one. Blades of Glory or I Tanya. Ice skating. All right, and then um, Invidkiss, the Sporting Life. Uh, it's about rugby, right? Yeah, yeah, it's about rugby. I only knew it because of Invictus. Some of those movies I'd never heard of, like uh, Senna and Slapshot. I'd never heard of those movies. Yeah, some of these I've never heard of either. Like these two I've never heard of, actually. The Hustler and The Color of Money. Uh, is that like uh, a pool? About pool? Yeah, about pool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's about pool. Um, Prefontaine and The Chariots of Fire. Oh, that's about racing. Like running track? Yeah, about running track. Yeah. Um, so then there's then there's uh, the longest ride or Dallard Spires Club. Is that about um, the longest ride? Dallas Spires Club. What are they? I oh, don't know. I've never seen 
any of those. Uh, I feel like that's about horse racing, too. Um, close, it's about rodeo. Oh, okay. You should have said eight seconds. Well, see, if I said eight seconds, then you would have known. <laughs> it's like you would have known okay. for sure. Um, Breaking Away and the Triplets of Belleville. I've never heard of any of those movies at all. I haven't either. Break. Okay, what sport is there left? Is it about tennis? Um, no, that one is cycling. Apparently, that's stupid. That's not a real. Breaking that's not away a real in the, sport. And the triplets. Those movies Belleville. aren't even relevant. You don't think cycling's are well? You won't. You won't think these are relevant then. Um, Point Break in the Endless Summer. Have you heard of either one of those? I've heard of those, but what that? Those aren't even. That's stupid. What is it? So cycling is an Olympic sport, sir. Okay, well, apparently not. And then, so this is surfing. Oh. Okay. And apparently, you know, you know, surfing's an Olympic sport. I'm too. not thinking about. That's not what I think of when I think of sports. But okay. And then, um, so here's a couple. You'll you'll know these, I'm sure. Um, then there's Nacho Libre and No Holds Bar. Uh, wrestling. Wrestling. Yeah. And then there's Match Point and Battle of the Sexes. Uh, tennis. Yeah, tennis. So yeah, you did pretty good, except for the obscure ones. I mean, I was actually surprised you knew about rugby. I'd never heard of either of the rugby movies. I've heard of Invictus. I've heard of that one. Uh, what is your favorite sports movie? Sports movie? Uh, I'll be honest. Most of them are pretty darn... I, I, I don't know. I don't get down with too many sports movies. So you're telling me you don't like Coach Carter? I do like Coach Carter. I do like... Um, not Friday Night Lights. What's... Um, you like Remember Come the Titans? On. Yeah, Remember the Titans. There you go. I like Remember the Titans. I mean, it's it's a good story about, you know, segregation and coming together and having to be a team. and Strong side. Left side. I will say this. One of the weirdest things in the world was uh, watching Friday Night Lights because, uh, uh, and this is just a side story, somebody on my football team got in trouble, and we weren't allowed to leave before game, so we had to stay at the school for like five hours after that, so they would just show us football movies in between. And I remember watching Friday Night Lights and Odessa Permian and all that stuff. And then, uh, little did I know, I moved to Texas. And then we played at that stadium. And I was like, wow, this is really weird. I like Remember the Titans, Coach Carter, Sandlot, Rookie of the Year. You ever seen Rookie of the Year? That's a good movie. I like The Rookie, too, even though the guy in real life's not very cool. But Cool stuff. Build of Dreams. Those are all great movies. Hey, side note on that one too. If I if I ever have enough money, we're gonna do the Field of Dreams game, like the MLB Field of Dreams game. I mean, you gotta have a lot of money because the tickets are like twenty five hundred dollars a pop. But I think it'd be dope. All right, well, that's our great seg our segue over into our next segment, which is what fries my donuts <laughs> and Chris. What fries your donuts? Oh, boy. I'm going to give you a precursor. If you get your feelings hurt easily, sorry about you. If you get offended easily, sorry about you. Just going to tell you, I hate when people make stuff out of something that's not there. You know what I mean? It's very prevalent in our media where people will take um, the littlest of things and then blow it up, uh, make mountains out of molehills, essentially. So I hate where people are like, um, for example, a celebrity um, could be going to the store to buy maybe just regular whole milk. You'd be like, well, uh, Jennifer Aniston doesn't care about the environment or animals as she was seen buying whole milk today in the local grocery store. And people will then cancel Jennifer Aniston just because she bought whole milk, man. I hate when people take stuff 
and blow it out of proportion or make something out of something that's not there. And it's prime example. I know most of you guys are not wrestling fans, but uh, there was this situation that happened um, in in September where a bunch of wrestlers got into a fight backstage after a big, big uh, event, right? So, you know, the wrestling media is also very biased because this whole time, uh, the wrestling media is only writing one so- side about it. So they're painting this other person to be a horrible person, and people have come out and said, no, that's not true. I hate when people take that out of context. Know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. And anything can be spun any kind of way. Um, I just hate it whenever people, especially the video, whenever they'll use one line or they'll only use a very small part of the story to spin it to make that other person look bad. And so this even happened... Um, I've been watching a little bit of the NBA playoffs, like in the background, but one of the biggest highlights that I've been seeing is the Denver Nuggets player, Nikola Jokic, and he goes off to the sideline, and he's going for the ball, right? Like him and another player going to the crowd. And, I mean, I mean, NBA games, you see how close those people on the front floor are. I mean, people be falling into them all the time. Well, this fan seemingly stands up and is in this guy's face, and as a player, you can even see in the player's face, he's looking like, who the heck is this guy, and why is he in my face? So he kind of gives him a little shove. And, I mean, this dude flops, bro. Like, I kid you not. He, like, sits in the chair, like, falls back in the chair, and is like, oh. Come to find out, it's one of the owners of the other team. And so then they make it into this whole deal. was like, was the shove intentional? Did he intentionally shove him? It's like, no, he didn't intentionally shove him. He's probably like, well, who is this guy in my face, like, yelling at me? Like, I'm trying to go for a rebound. Like, who the heck is this guy? Because, like, even he said in his post-game interview, like, I thought the NBA were supposed to protect us from rogue fans. And it's like... That's what he thought he was. He thought the guy was getting up in his grill. So he's like, you're not even a part of this. Like, get out of my face. Yeah, I hate that too. All right. All right. I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to go there. I'm going to do it. So y'all bet. Y'all better get ready. I'm also tired of people making things gay that are not gay. Like, give me, I'll give you a prime example, man. They're all like, oh, yeah, uh, Superman and Batman are gay for each other because they hang out all the time. Yes, they're this and that. And they're just trying to pull something out so they can push an agenda. And I'm sitting here like, man, like, what what, what does that have to do with the furtherment of the story? Like, you're making something there that's not even there or not even necessary. Like, I can understand. And I don't agree with it. I can understand if you want to make them gay to further some storyline. I get that. But if you're just making them gay just to make them gay... What the heck are you trying to do? I'm sick of that stuff being shoved my, down my throat, and I'm not going to apologize for it. I just hate anything that's shoved down my throat. But I just hate people taking stuff and blowing it out of proportion. Or um, this happens in the work world all the time, and it's like, yeah, so-and-so, they didn't uh, smile at me and say good morning this morning. They must hate my guts right now. And it's just like, no, they probably are just probably thinking about something else right now. You're just kind of making a mountain out of a molehill. I feel like people blow that up so quickly, man. They take, they get offended at every little thing, and they make mountains out of molehills. That's my main thing. Yeah, absolutely. And it it's a multifaceted thing because people be taking things way too out of context on big scales, on small scales. It's like anything like that. And I'll be 100% honest with you. I think it's because we're in such a comfortable place in life 
to where a lot of these people are are bored and to where it's like we got to nitpick on something because things are going too well. You know, I don't know. I, I feel like that happens a lot, but. Yeah, I'm telling you, man, people all want to say, let's be unified. Let's be unified. But then they want to spread division. That's what people do. And they're like, we should love each other. But then they're spreading disunity. So, yeah, that's all I really got. I could go on and on forever and ever and amen, but I won't do that. Yeah, I could, I could definitely say some stuff. But we're going we're, we're gonna to refrain and we're going to go to a better segment, I think. A, a nicer segment. A segment in which we make up and we dictate what happens. And that is our mystery donut, which is our improv segment. So, Chris, today... We have something rather interesting. What, what do we have for him? Yeah, we have our free improv. So we're going to uh, let Micah dig into the hat for some accents, and I'll dig into the hat for a scenario. All right, let's see what we got here. Well, it kind of goes in with a little bit on the intro, but hey, we got redneck or southern. All right, and then we got uh, at a church potluck. Oh, that, that goes together great. All right. So, uh, what denomination are we talking about? No, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> so... D- if you've never been to a church potluck, some of the best food you'll ever have. Yeah, I will say that. And, um, yeah, the more, the more, like... I don't, I don't know why. The smaller the church, the better the potluck, too. I don't know why that's a thing, too. But anyways, um... But, yeah, uh, do you want to get started or you want me to start? You can start. Well, I'll tell you what. I think everything in this fellowship hall is going to be on my plate any second now billy bob and i'm talking to myself in the third person because sometimes you got to talk to yourself like uh like uh you're gonna do something good for yourself so billy bob about to have himself some good lunch one everything i tell you that much oh shoot did you say that charlene brought potato salad you know her potato salad is dry as all get out you know I know what dry. you wanted to say. You were going to say Sister Patsy's Cooter. It's drier than that. I get that. But here's my thing. I, all I got to say is, uh, did you see who else brought brisket? That some, some gun? I can't even believe he did it. Daryl. Brother Daryl brought brisket, even though he knew I signed up for it. He signed up for cookies. That is the potluck code. You bring what you signed up for. You don't go rogue on the list. Whoa, 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 whoa. Who brought the bucket of KFC chicken? We all know that the potluck rules are you're not supposed to bring nothing store-bought or from a restaurant. Now, who done went and broke the rule? I want to see the receipt. Who did it? I know it was you. I bet you was that cheap son gun. One that worked down at the tire shop. He's always doing stuff like that. He don't want to have nothing homemade. Now, I'll tell you this. At the next board meeting, I'm going to push for a motion to be filed that whoever brings something store-bought or brings something from a restaurant is going to be automatically excommunicated. No communion. None of that interest in the church. Kicked out. Well, luckily, luckily I'm on the board. You're on the board. And our friends, Daryl... Char, <laughs> hold on. I just cut that part out. Um, Charles and Dean, they on the board. Now I ain't gonna talk to Daryl because that some gun. Like I said, he did the thing with the brisket. And I ain't about to have that. But at least we can get him on board with this. We gonna kick that some gun out. 
He ain't gonna be a part of this no more. Now, I'm gonna tell you right before we get started, I'm not volunteering to stay after to wash out all these crockpots. I just ain't doing it this time. Last time I was here until 10 o'clock. I ain't doing it no more. Back in my day, you know what they used to say? They used to say that's woman's work. Nowadays, they don't say that kind of stuff. They say, nah, it's everybody, volunteer. Used to be, I just had to put up the chairs. Now I gotta clean up everything. Gotta clean up the food. I gotta put leftovers there. They said, oh, now you gotta help Billy Bob. Billy Bob, you gotta help over here. Next thing you know, they gonna have me at the homeless ministry next week passing this crap out. Well, you know what to say. When ain't, what ain't good for the goose is good for the gander or whatever they say. And they be squawking like a whole daggum gander in there. You hear them? They're all in there right now. Bok, bok, bok. They saying, you know what? We're going to get Billy Bob trodden on them and get to work. Yep. Well, I better go ahead and get all this plate before Sister Susie's macaroni and cheese all gets eaten up. Yeah, I can't be standing here talking. Next thing you know, everything is going to be gone. I'll talk to you later, but next thing, you know, I'm going to try not to have a massive coronary from all this. All right. Well, that was our improv segment. So we're going to move into our last segment. Our eclair, and that's our positive play. So I'm gonna let you go ahead. All right. So my eclair is challenge yourself not to settle, and this there's kind of multiple things there. Um, and what I mean by that is it could be something as simple as being in the store and seeing a product that you've been wanting for a long time. But it could be something as simple as oh they don't have the right color or they don't have the model that I want. And sometimes we'll settle and we'll say, ah, no, that doesn't really mean anything. And sometimes it really doesn't. But sometimes, have you ever been to that point where it's like, oh, man, I just want it right now. So I don't care. I'll just, I'll take it even though it's not exactly what I'm looking for. I just encourage you, don't settle. Um, you know, and that could also be things that you failed at. Don't, don't settle. I'll be honest with you. Uh, my fiance and I took dance lessons. <clears throat> Now, it was country dance lessons, so it was like two-stepping and things like that. And, hey, it's with a woman, so I don't see how that could be. But anyways, here's the thing. We end up, um, I mean, we had all sorts of problems. And, I don't know, neither one of us are very coordinated. And we looked like crap, and it was pretty embarrassing. But at the same time, it might take me a while, but I'll tell you this much. I'll, I'll try dancing again. I'll try to see what happens. You know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna let that experience get me because, you know, things like dancing it was it was hard because you're in front of a room full of people and everybody's watching you screw up. It's not just it's not just you know you know you're screwing up. It's not just the person you're partnering with knows you're screw up. It's the instructors and it's everybody in an entire bar or because it, it was a bar. It was a they call it a dance hall, but what is a dance hall? It's a dance floor where everybody's out there drinking. So the thing is, it's it's not easy. But, you know, I'll give it another shot. Screw it. As long as uh, you get to do the soldier boy, that's all that matters. Uh, but, yeah, man, that's that's a good that's a good word. Mine is uh, pay attention to the details, man, because those details will get you hung up, whether that's a big project or something at work or uh, just even buying a major purchase like a car. Like, you got to make sure that those details are on point. You know, I'm planning an event right now. Uh, I've, and I've uh, had to really think through a lot of the details because some of those things you just don't think about. And some people are not naturally inclined to think about details, but get you someone that is very detail oriented so that they can help you out. Because I promise you, if you think about, uh, you know, for this event, I even I have to think about those tiniest uh, detail, including like waivers. I have to think about uh, 
sending out information to the parents. I have to think about uh, making sure that uh, we get the right kind of laser tag guns. Like, it all is a big deal. So just make sure you get those details covered because it's the little foxes that spoil the vine and don't let those little details slip you up. But yeah, man, tvtrashcan.com, tvtrashcan.com. That's our website. Uh, we got Facebook, Instagram, all the socials. Of course, you know where to listen to us. You know, are probably already listening to us there. So, you know, the thing is, we, uh, we're super happy to have you guys. And I can't even believe another episode's in the books, man. It just, it goes by so fast. It's like we start talking and next thing you know, it's already over with. Dang, I totally forgot to mention this at the beginning of the episode, but hey, happy late Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. Uh, yeah, happy late Mother's Day. Mother's Day was yesterday, uh, whenever this episode drops, so wanted to wish that out there. Yeah, happy Mother's Day, except to, uh, well, she knows who she is. <laughs> yeah. We won't go into that. I was like, don't say it or say it. I don't care. It's our podcast at this point. So, uh, yeah, man, I think we're signing off. <laughs> All right. I'm Micah. And I'm Chris. And this has been the Donut Box Podcast. Yeah.